0: Welcome to Tech Talks, a podcast brought to you by Seventy Agency. You're listening to Martina and Barbara.
1: Okay, we are back. Welcome to Seventy Tech Talks with Martina <laughs> and Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> We are back for our second episode where we will start going
0: deeper into the blockchain for enterprise. So we're going to look at what kind of business models are enabled with these technology that we briefly mentioned last time. Now we want to explore what do they mean for the B2B space. I think a lot of the focus last time was B2C but yes I mean there's so many cool stuff going on in B2B a lot so let's explore that too but first just
1: to give you a quick recap in case you don't remember or in case this is your first time listening in if it is the first time then welcome (laughs) welcome (laughs) welcome to our podcast um, what we have talked about in our first episode is about the metaverse. Mm. We talked about what is the metaverse. We explored gaming and we also looked at how are different brands getting mm. on board.
0: So if you want to get like a quick brief or overview of this space, then we definitely recommend going back to that first episode. Have a listen. Maybe you'll learn something new. <laughs> We hope you will, yeah, or maybe you 'll just listen to us learning something <laughs> exactly, yeah, um, but let 's
1: dive in into today 's first topic, which is blockchain or enterprise, yeah, tell me more, Martina.
0: what <laughs> is it that we 're talking about? I think currently there 's a lot of being said about blockchain. But currently, the use cases that grab the most of the, especially the media attention, I would say, are connected to NFTs and cryptocurrencies, which obviously it makes sense because, the, you know, in the peer-to-peer and consumer or whatever you want to call it, uh, in that space, it, it is so fast moving. It engages a, a wider target audience. And you know Pretty much everyone can jump on the train as long mm. as you have some kind of interest as long as you have an internet connection, a computer, or at least a smartphone you can you can get on yes. or uh, or join we have in devices for... that enable us exactly, but I think some of the most exciting things actually happening in the enterprise sector so because the logic of blockchain is obviously applicable in any area where you would benefit from this ledger of transactions, right? So especially if you need that ledger to be uh, secure and to be impossible to tamper with and where you don't want one single person or or one single organization to be in charge of the recorded information. So I I dare to say that any value chain in any vertical falls into that category. So we see use cases in supply chain, we see use cases in asset tracking and documentation flows, and so, so many more.
1: Very interesting. But what I would like to ask you is, what is it that blockchain brings to the
0: table that we have seen before? Yeah. Do
1: you have any... Cases or any examples you're able to share?
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair question because, I mean, obviously we have a we have a somewhat functioning supply chain today <laughs> yes, as well. Some, but, but after the the pandemic, I guess we can see how um, how fragile that is in a way. I mean, I think today's technology is not really designed to exchange data in larger ecosystems. Because we have poorly integrated systems. The data being uh, is being stored incoherently across mm. sectors. And we kind of make each enterprise an island <laughs> harboring their own data. And and well, they harbor it and then they're just trying to make the most out of their own, right?
1: There is no unified system exactly. in, of any way, shape or form.
0: Exactly. So you can only make value out of what you Well, you own yourself, right? And surely an RRP system will make uh, make the company efficient, but it won't make the entire stream efficient, right? So when you think about uh, uh, looking, for instance, at supply chains, we have multiple owners of data that is connected to the same asset or items or uh, whatever you want to call it, or whatever that is being transferred throughout the supply chain. As it moves throughout this journey... It will switch hands. Mm. So many companies, they simply choose not to share their data because they don't trust an external party with it. And so now suddenly with blockchain, you have a system where you don't need trust, right? But the blockchain will record every transaction. It will provide transparency, immutability. And in the end, it won't be governed by any authority or any actor any single actor in the supply chain
1: it's quite it's quite fascinating actually that it allows you to have the system that you don't you don't have to really apply additional trust to it so supply chain is one area mm-hmm. but where else can we find it and how
0: can we use it pretty much any enterprise is a part of a large ecosystem and wherever there is an ecosystem with several stakeholders in a process, blockchain can be used as that joint tool to track assets and track actions, and provide real time exchanges and transparency uh, throughout the process. Um, so, for instance, uh, let's let's say digital advertising. So there's uh, there's a lot of potential for high efficiency, both in terms of time and in uh, in terms of money, because today. I think it's something like that. Of every dollar spent, 40 cents go to the publisher. Oh. Largely uh, because there are so many intermediaries, so the publisher will only get a tiny share, right? Or, um, or the, the the minor share. It's a, pretty, it's a pretty broken business model. It is. It really is. But you have so many who want a part of the cake, right? You yes. have these agency, tra- uh, agency trading desks, you have... Add exchanges, you have demand-side platforms, supply-side platforms, you have uh, anti-fraud agents because that's also an issue. Also <laughs> <And> an issue. <laughs> exactly. And there's so many more that I don't know from the top of my head. <laughs> so is
1: then the idea that basically blockchain can eliminate the need for so many of these yeah. middle parties? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, because essentially you have... Uh, you can eliminate them because you have measurement and verification kind of built into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you encode it into a blockchain. So that's why suddenly you don't have anyone to backtrack and check if, if it's correctly executed. The system does it for you.
1: Exactly. Interesting. But is there then another kind of area where Mm. we can find blockchain being supportive or beneficial to use?
0: Yeah, I think if anything, you know, something that is very current right now is blockchain and healthcare, right? Yes. Uh, Because blockchain can help support data integrity, patient data integrity. So document flows of patient uh, data, drug authenticity. Very important. Definitely. And actually, Estonia is such a front runner in digitalizing their healthcare. I think already in like 2016, um, together with, I think they're called Nortal, I don't know if I am, mixed, <laughs> if I am saying it the right way, but uh, Nortal or also a digital Nortal. transformation company, I think they're calling mm-hmm. themselves. They turned to blockchain to use blockchain for patient health records. And so Estonia, as I mentioned, they are front run in this area. So they are they use it for billing prescriptions and information, everything digital, mostly built on blockchain. And that kind of made them, as I've understood it, relatively well prepared for when COVID-19 hit.
1: I've actually heard about Estonia kind yeah. of being a hub of this a tech hub, actually, or innovations yeah. type kind of hub. But it also now, when you said an early adopter, mm-hmm. it reminded me of a, of an example when it comes to blockchain that I've read about in Japan. There oh, was yeah. a city, I can't remember what city it was, we can Google that later, <laughs> <laughs> give you the link in the notes. Yeah. Um, but there was a city in Japan yeah. that has used or tested the use of blockchain for elections, for political elections. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I've read about that, I cannot remember how long ago, but I think it was about two years ago yeah. that I read about this. Which I think, not to get political, but no. it's quite a smart usage of, of blockchain. I mean, if it was more widely
0: adopted, we would never have... Trump last year (laughs) claiming that the elections were rigged right I mean or maybe he still would but
1: (laughs) exactly but it would be I think much harder to prove that it was rigged or rather it would
0: be much easier to prove that that it was not yeah that it was actually correct correctly done yes I have
1: Read some articles Mm. that were saying that in the future your Mm. identity could be on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. As in, when you go somewhere Mm -hmm. to another country, you identify through the blockchain, and instead of a passport, as secure, exactly. So maybe there will be a unique number or a code or a string of characters. Maybe exactly, maybe. It's a hash you get that you get identified by. Yeah. Um, It's as it is right now with blockchain and sort of, you know, connecting or trying to just buy cryptocurrencies or or NFTs. Right now, that onboarding process is quite cumbersome Mm. because you have to have a wallet. Yeah. You have to then also save your Login, which includes those 12 or 20
0: words. Yeah. I've and heard people write that down, encrypt it on metal yes. bricks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and... Uh, you have to make
1: it super secure, but it's, um, it's really difficult right now. Mm. Just that process of welcome, you know, before you mm. can do any kind of transaction, yeah. you need to... Make sure you store this key mm-hmm. in a safe place. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't even use the two-factor identification. Mm. Do you have it?
0: I think I have a two-factor identification. <laughs> I am not sure. <laughs> you <laughs> I should have, have it. not been. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? To be honest, I would not even know how to buy an NFT. No, because you know I have. I, I use Coinbase. And I know that that's just for lazy people that don't know how to place their money better. No, but,
1: but I think it's a no, great solution because it, it allows it's you... It's user-friendly. Exactly. It's very user-friendly. I know there are many companies thinking about yeah. how to make it as easy as it is to create an account on yeah. Facebook today or, yeah. you know, Instagram. Um, but of course, this is a new technology. Yeah. And as with everything new, we should appreciate... That, yes, it's difficult now, but mm. maybe in two years' time, hopefully earlier... The user experience will probably... Become be like, much, yeah. much better. Uh, yeah. And adoption will be actually bigger. But if we look back then to to the industries, mm. um, you, you talked about the healthcare. Yeah. Now, is there any others or... I mean, that, th- there's a lot, mentioning? really.
0: Um, now... I think in a lot of spaces, it's still being quite, you know, it's still in the face of being explored. But for instance, you have the automotive industry. There you can track all the vehicle data, right? In terms of mileage, maybe maintenance history, en- engine usage. So that first of all could reduce all f- like frauds in the market, but it could also improve the insurance processes. Insurance in general is is exploring the possibilities of blockchain you also have blockchain in telco for instance where you can it can be used for speeding clearing and settlement of roaming transactions between carriers because you jump between carriers if you for instance move abroad right so you have your home carrier but then suddenly it switches to another one when you go somewhere and someone has to somehow set up the charging this stuff yes. for all of, yeah, exactly. So, and obviously that's going to be even more important now that suddenly we're, mo- you know, we're moving towards 5G, which, you know, according to the initial forecast, we should have been here a long time ago or on a far w- wider scale, but oh well. <laughs> it, got, it got prolonged. It is, yeah. But now is.
1: you started talking about sort of the companies that are working on yeah. things. Do you have any... Thoughts or any names of the big players yeah. that are taking the lead in yeah. the space of blockchain for enterprise?
0: Yeah. I mean, you have so many of those small niched actors, but I think what a lot of those small ones are, are mostly focusing on NFTs and cryptocurrency or fintech in general. Uh, but when it comes to enterprise, uh, I would definitely say IBM. They are they are probably the biggest player out there in this, um, in this area. I think they have provided like more than 220 businesses with blockchain-based wow. applications. Yeah, that's, that is a that's huge a number. That's a huge number.
1: 220.
0: But I think more than that that's even. That's crazy. So I saw, I think I found an article from as early as like 2016 or something and they were claiming that... Uh, Already by then, IBM had spent more than two hundred million on research and development wow. in blockchain. Yeah, I, I in a way
1: I am surprised, but not really because obviously they're a company that would yeah. understand these developments of
0: and these they have types the resources and the yes. clients that need it. I suppose yes. But as I mentioned earlier, when you look at who's get, being given the most attention, that's not IBM really, and. There is this there is this adoption of blockchain as a service business models among players that are working with enterprise customers. So you have, for instance, well, IBM's blockchain platform, but you also have R three. Uh, they have this platform called uh, Corda. Uh, you have Amazon with their managed blockchain. You have Oracle. There's always gonna be so some companies that are a little bit more in the forefront about I can imagine that IBM with the kind of customer cases that they have, that maybe they set up better conditions for research and development. Maybe they have customers that are more prone to to try out and adopt these sort of technologies. So I can imagine that being that being one of the factors. The case, yeah.
1: yeah. But we could have this discussion for a yeah. long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've
1: heard in regards to the blockchain. Yeah. I've heard a lot about smart contracts. Yes. Decentralized autonomous organizations yes. or DAOs as they're called. Yeah. So I understand that smart contracts are in fact a very big part of blockchain's potential mm. of revolutionizing industries. Can you take us a little bit more through that? What are we even talking about when we say smart contracts? What is it?
0: Yeah, Uh, I think some of the examples earlier are essentially that's based on smart contracts, for instance. But so essentially smart contracts are a transaction protocol that will automatically execute the the terms defined in an arrangement or so-called contract, Right. So it's not necessarily legally binding, but it's a way of ensuring that a transaction is performed uh, in a certain way that uh, that has been decided in an agreement. But but simply put, I mean, it's a software code, right? So yes. With an if-then logic. So what it does, it it removes, as we were talking about in regards to digital advertising. Yes. it removes the need for intermediaries in many contexts, really. And, you know, it's autonomous, it's secure, interruption-free, trustless, mm. because, you know, blockchain. Blockchain. Uh-huh. And, uh, and therefore, also sort of faster performing.
1: Interesting. But how extensive is a smart contract? So what I mean is how far or how much is it going to
0: execute? Mm. One smart contract will perform one task. But so by bundling several together, suddenly you have a whole system, ecosystem of functionalities with seamless uh, automatic transactions being performed without any middleman or any of the parties being able to butt in and modify these processes. So for instance, one of such ecosystems can be um, decentralized applications or, or dApps. Uh, Essentially, smart contracts are the foundation for these dApps. So from the outside, they may look very similar to a regular web application, but given their decentralized structure, they are free from the control and interference of one single uh, authority or party. And so based on these smart contracts, dApps become anonymous, uh, peer-to-peer platforms that ensure a high level of, trust and privacy and they're also giving you the control of your data. So if you compare that to the platforms of today, for instance, those large social media platforms that we have, I mean as soon as you provide them with your data, they have the right to sell it to a third party or to use it. I mean, it's harsh to say, but you know, against you. <clears throat>
1: it's a, it's the truth. Yeah, exactly. I mean so they, now with with blockchain you yeah. can you can Put a content on social media, hopefully in the near future, Mm. and charge or earn money for the use of your
0: data. Exactly. You give data for a specific purpose, right? You only provide data for the particular purpose that is programmed in the code. And so there essentially are unable to sell users' data to other entities because they will run autonomously as soon as they're launched. And so it's a safe, you have this safe space to engage in and to organize in. The rules are established before exactly anything. So no profiling or advertising on your data unless that's exactly what it's made for and that's exactly what you give your data for.
1: But so what do you organize? How do we see smart contracts and dApps change how businesses organize if we just go back to the
0: enterprise level? So what we see are business models that uh, remove intermediaries, which I I know by now I have said that so many times, (laughs) but that is what's going on. It is the key thing. Yes, and I mean, I think... I suppose removing to media is is just a common theme for blockchain in general. Uh, But for instance, you have Golem, the decentralized platforms that provide infrastructure to a market for computing power. And this is really cool because... It lets users buy or sell computing power worldwide wow. by providing an open-source, decentralized uh, supercomputer or, uh, or so you can say, uh, that anyone can access. So users can connect with and pay each other for sharing each other's unused resources. And, and this kind of logic is actually applied to, to other areas as well. So, for instance, you also have the Brooklyn microgrid. This is an energy marketplace wow. for. Right.
1: right. I, I mean, interesting. I, so I have cool. not heard about energy marketplace within the blockchain yeah.
0: domain before. Yeah. No, it's so cool. Tell me so, more. Tell us more. <laughs> I mean, so, so essentially, <laughs> this is locally generated solar energy. Uh, and you have people setting up these solar panels on their rooftops to provide energy for their own homes. But as soon as soon as they have excess energy, they also trade that excess energy with residents in their area. So they use, I think, it is Ethereum smart contracts. Um, and it was, it was, I think, uh, created by this parent company, Lo3 Energy. That even rhymes. Lo3 well. Energy. <laughs> Um, and i think i think that's their thing they provide pla- software platforms for these type of energy marketplaces which is interesting because here you have such a clear business case for small communities and it feels Great. so in line with the needs of today i yes. mean energy prices are yes. crazy Insane. This year has just been over especially
1: in Sweden. I don't know what happened in other countries, but it seems like Sweden
0: has really gone over the roof. Exactly. And now you have a local alternative, cheap alternative. I mean it's more sustainable, more efficient, and it's just a nice setup to bring your to bring something to your community. Mm. Um Speaking of another industry, a completely different, uh, and this, I'm only bringing this up because this is pretty cool and this is obviously very futuristic, but there are stakeholders that are exploring how to make driverless cars completely autonomous and, and they do that with automated Payment. So you could, for instance, enable ride sharing schemes where the car would recharge and pay for it without any need for human or of human intervention. And I think it's Volkswagen interesting. and IOTA that have a proof of concept uh, on this uh, from like a couple of years ago or so. So obviously it oh, hasn't been adopted yet because I know this, is not, this was not a new. Initiative, but it has obviously not been adopted on a wide scale yet.
1: Should explore this more. I I Mm. think this is another very interesting concept. Actually, that I have not
0: heard about. It's so cool. I mean, imagine if Uber suddenly. I know they have driverless cars in what is it like Silicon Valley or something? Yes, Uh, there's been
1: even Apple at some point has had its own car, but they still need some sort
0: of maintenance. And, oh, sure. And they and they still need someone to check up on them. Yes. But in the end, you have and you will have cars that will know themselves when it's time for a checkup or when it, when it's time for some extra maintenance. So it could just drive to the to the, car. To the repair, so Yeah. To repair I think it it's a
1: matter of putting some parameters into the system that say when this happens. Yeah then you go to the, exactly. to the repair shop. Sort yeah. of, Since everything is being checked, every mm. part of the system, mm. of operating system in the car is being sort of checked, mm. then once there's a certain amount of checks that cannot mm. be confirmed as success, mm-hmm. then I would assume you can probably program the car to be, this means that, I should drive myself to that area. Yeah, exactly. That's a very simplified way of explaining it. Also from someone who does not have a good understanding of Mm. how autonomous cars work, but just from understanding some parts of Mm. AI briefly, I could mm-hmm. imagine you can, you can set that up
0: yeah. in that way. I so certainly the same way as a community could have a solar grid where they share the excess energy with each other or sell it. I mean, that's what they do. They don't give it away. They think it's up for auction or something. But imagine that a community, a couple of blocks, they share a few cars and those cars are completely self-maintained. You just pitch in with a certain amount of money every now and then or or something.
1: I can imagine this working out really well in Stockholm. Because there's such a
0: not many people actually have Mm. a car. No. So I know a lot of people that don't even have a driver's license, which from my hometown... Oh, yeah, but I, I am to your on defense, my way. you're working on it, on your way. I'm, I'm on my way to a driver's license. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's very poetic. But but yeah, I mean, in my hometown, that's not even an alternative uh, no. because, you know, we have to, we have to go long far. distance, go yeah. far,
1: you know. Same, same where I'm from, but I was... Quite lucky to be driven (laughs) around. Yeah, I did not. Thank you to all my friends
0: who have who have been picking me up. Shout out to all my friends that have ever picked me up from a party or from any shop or (laughs) or taking me to McDonald's. (laughs) Too accurate, Martina.
1: But let's go back now yes. also to, to DAOs and smart contracts <laughs> yeah. and talking about business models. Yeah. I guess it's not only about business models, right? Smart contracts can also enable new ways of organizing a business. Yeah, Is this right?
0: Yeah. And I guess like what you're referring to is a dao right <laughs> a DAO. so dao is obviously short term for decentralized autonomous organization
1: but what are those i think we have maybe mentioned it in yeah, our first episode but I think so. can you remind us again yeah. what is a dao
0: yeah essentially these are member-owned communities without a centralized leadership Uh, So it's an organization that is owned and managed by its members. It's flat members vote for decisions and the outcome is implemented automatically through smart contracts. So I heard this quote, which is pretty good and pretty telling, um, that if companies are a collection of legal contracts, a DAO is a collection of smart contracts. So essentially it's a new blockchain native blockchain native way of organizing a company uh, or some part of the business operations. So it's going to uh, it's automating and it's optimizing decision making that usually is you know exclusively handled by the management team. But yeah, and he, and here you can become you can make decisions simply by becoming a member voting.
1: So it's yeah. very Flat type of structure, yeah. if I understand it yeah. correctly,
0: which is completely in line wh- with where you see this new enterprises and you know start the startup scene and really our generation of organizations developing.
1: But you you mentioned anyone can become a mm-hmm. member. So if I want to become <laughs> a member of mm-hmm. a DAO, what do I have
0: to do? Yeah, well, you need to buy its cryptocurrency, right, or tokens rather. And with that, you as a user will have the power to vote on proposals and updates and and so on. The voting right or the the weight of your vote is will be proportional to the amount that the you what, hold. What you exactly? Hold.
1: Um, and what do you use them? What are DAOs used for right now? Since we are so early, sort of in a Blockchain adoption yeah. and uh, cryptocurrencies. What do DAOs? What are they being served
0: for? Yeah, I think right now we're still so early that most of the DAOs are are using this structure for for investments, for charity, maybe for fundraising, or for buying NFTs together. And so, so it's it's a lot of it's a lot about money simply but I think where we want to see this move is I think we're gonna see this in other areas as well but it's just going to take us some time.
1: So is this then the next-gen organizational structure? It's hard to sort of imagine every type of business and especially larger ones suddenly transforming but is this the way the companies? Are moving forward not just companies i guess yeah. any any sort of type of a organization yeah. or a group that has a structure
0: yeah i mean theoretically a DAO should be able to replace ceo's decisions or board meetings shareholders would simply be able to use it to vote using their tokens We're not quite there, but imagine just how a DAO can change the recruitment process or salary decisions. And eventually, I think we should be able to remove routine operations in organizations uh, just so to avoid meaningless work. But this has probably still a long way to go uh, before becoming mainstream. And I don't know, maybe it won't ever be. Uh, I can see it becoming more common in the startup scene Rather in these large corporations, right? But the opportunities there, and I think it will be interesting just to see how organizations and enterprises approach it.
1: Most definitely, yeah. I, I wonder if there. Of course, that probably goes against it. But yeah. will there? Will there be maybe levels of DAOs in organizations? You know, where sort of yeah, top management yeah. is one DAO, right? Yeah. Then you have other employees mm-hmm. group that is down number two. And so mm. down number one has the strongest voting power.
0: Yeah.
1: And then the down number two has, you, you know, you get the point. And so also, I wonder if that's going to be... But then it doesn't change anything, I suppose.
0: I mean, I know it's so difficult to imagine because even if when we say, as it is... If you get more voting power, the more tokens you buy, the person with the most money, by default, as it is today, will get the most voting power. power. So it
1: still doesn't change maybe that much, apart from that there's now a system set in place that records those
0: votings being... Also, you all have a common interest. You work for the best of the DAO, essentially. You obviously work for your own earnings. You won't make decisions that are just good for you because you can't. Because, you know, everyone will benefit from the best possible option. Outcome, outcome. exactly. Yes, Yes.
1: that is that is true, actually. I forgot about that, that in the DAO, everyone is going towards the same goal. Therefore,
0: exactly. And... And I wonder also whether you're gonna have I suppose you can have multiple DAOs within the same company. You can have one for for maybe the general business operations, then you will have one for maybe HR, maybe one for media buying. I don't know. It it's it's yeah, it's exciting to think about how you can split that up because a DAO doesn't need I think now we're so stuck in our ways of imagining of trying to translate the structures that we have now into a digital I was just context. thinking about that. Right? I think
1: we're not seeing actually the models Mm-mm. that will come out because we, we haven't been introduced to them. No. And when you were explaining the structures now, mm. I was reflecting on, I have. I think I'm caught in that framework of the things I know of, Yeah. whereas what is it that I don't know mm. of or... What else is, yeah. what kind of model can we have that is non-existent today because exactly. we don't
0: have a supporting structure for yeah. it or and enabling that, technology? Exactly. And I think we were onto that as well, like in the last episode, when we were talking about NFT, NFTs, right, and how they are being used and adopted. Like the only, the main use area we have now is art. Mostly, yes. Because that was the easiest Translation of NFTs into a concept that we know from our physical world. But I'm sure we will find new ways of using NFTs that is not only restricted to art, but is, that is rather more of a, well, I'm sure there will be other values and uses to them. Other I have forms. no idea <laughs> what that can no. be. Neither do I. But yeah, it's easy to get stuck in our ways.
1: Thank you all for listening. Go to the links in the description to follow us on social media. And if you like this episode, don't forget to share and subscribe so you never miss out on future episodes.